This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome, Caroline. I'm so excited to finally have the opportunity to talk to a colleague, but not only a colleague, someone who loves content as much as I do. Well, hi there. Um, that was such a warm welcome. It's so great to be here and talking to you and hanging out with you. And also, um, we have this wonderful shared passion. So I'm excited to get into it with you. Yeah, well, I was thinking, I mean, we were chatting a little bit off the record, but maybe we can put it on the record now about expectations. That's something that you deal with, I deal with, and I know that it's very frustrating for people to don't get what they want immediately. So everyone knows that I believe in great content and I believe in consistency. Do do you experience similar experiences to be redundant? Yeah, a hundred percent agree with you. And I think those things absolutely go hand in hand, especially when we're talking about a platform such as organic content on Instagram. I think that you have to remember with anything you're putting out there with the algorithm in general, and obviously that's subject to change, but Mm -hmm. only maybe 3% of people who follow you are going to be seeing your organic content anytime you share anything. So that consistency with your messaging, that consistency of putting that out there is so, so important because in all honesty, I think nine times out of 10, a lot of people really aren't even going to see your posts every time. So I think that continuing to show up and really put it out there is what's really going to even get you in front of the people who follow you. Well, that's why it's so important to have branding to be consistent. Again, I going to be repetitive, but I truly believe that our brand is our own voice, but we need to use different, the different native languages for each one of the platforms. So we need to learn how to speak this dialect somehow and know how the algorithm of each platform will benefit us. Like, for example, in social, in Instagram, I send an email story on Sundays. For me, it works great, but for other people, it doesn't. So we need to know our audience as well. A hundred percent. And I think that when you're looking from platform to platform using, you know, Instagram versus email as the example that you just brought up, I think that obviously we need to be consistent in our kind of macro level, our personal brand voice, our tone, our messaging. That messaging has to be the same coming from the top, but you have to kind of differentiate it and adapt it to the platform that you're sharing it on. You know, what you write in an Instagram caption isn't going to be a cut and paste to an email newsletter that you're sending out. You're going to be kind of flushing that out and sharing that a little bit more detail there and updating your CTAs, you know, based on potential segmentation and different people you're speaking to. But I think that it does all have to ladder back to kind of your one true voice, um, which is your authentic purpose and your true north for everything. Yeah. So for you, what if for information is to share too much information? Because there are people who share absolutely everything in social media. So what's the limit? What is... TMI. That's a great question. And I hate to say it, and I'm not shirking your question, but I don't think that there's one kind of stake in the ground line in the sand answer to this, because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, what we should be sharing and how we're showing up on 
again, organic Instagram as an example, should be really personal and authentic to you. And so what everybody chooses to share, you know, what their boundaries are, are going to look a little bit different across the board. And so I would say just kind of to trust your inner knowing, inner wisdom really around what you feel comfortable with sharing and only kind of doing what you feel truly kind of what feels intuitive to you um, would be my answer to anyone as opposed to kind of putting some sort of an arbitrary um, limit. I totally agree with you, but also, I mean, if we do using Instagram for business, uh, for business, we need to make sure also that we are appealing to our audience. So I, I believe that there is a gray area and there is a limit that depends on not ourselves that maybe we feel comfortable with, but our audience is not exactly us, unless you don't care and that's your audience. Yeah, no, I 100% see what you're saying. And I think that often sometimes, you know, our more vulnerable moments that might really resonate with our audience are tougher to share. Um, And I think that, you know, again, with all of your messaging across platforms, it is really important to know who you're speaking to um, and to really get hyper-focused in on, you know, the details of who that that person is. Um, As they say, you know, the riches are in the niches. The more specific you can be, um, the more you can tailor your content. Um, I would say the the better the end result is going to be. But I think it's really just kind of like what your personal comfort level is, but I would always recommend to people to, to be open, to share authentically, to not try to show up and be perfect, but to really also kind of pull back the curtain and share their struggles and challenges too, because that's- I like, love that yeah. you say that because most people are like, it's a competition. The social media became such a competition. Whose life is better? Uh, what grass is greener? And I swear you that- keeping my grass green is taking a lot of work <laughs> and, and and not all the spots are that green but I I how how do you deal with this competition how do you deal or how do you um, strategize or recommend your clients to say okay this is enough I mean this is your competition but In my case, how I work with my clients is that you don't need to do the same of your competition. You can see what they're doing and that's okay. But even if they're your competition, your strategy is yours because you're a unique person. A hundred percent agree. I think the comparison trap is so, so, so real. And I know so many people, especially, you know, female entrepreneurs, female solopreneurs who are just so stuck in the noise, scrolling through their feeds every day, looking externally for cues on how they should be showing up. When I think the real answer always is and always comes back to the differentiator between you and anyone else in your business, even if they are a direct competitor, is you yourself. No well, that's what at the dark we call that the twist. What make us different? What's our twist in the story? 100%. What's your X factor? Because that's the thing that can't be replicated. So if you're kind of trying to scroll through your feed and pick and choose bits and pieces based on what other people are doing to kind of confirm how you should be showing up as opposed to really kind of looking inwards instead of externally and saying, this is my purpose. This is what feels authentic. This is what's truly me. I'm going to lean on my X factor and, you know, my, you know, the excitement around that um, to bring content to life. I think that's what resonates with people. And I want to make this very clear to the audience. I have so many people come to me saying that their strategies didn't work. I say, why? 
And they start telling me and say, well, I did the same thing that worked for my cousin or that they work for my colleague. Yeah, but your colleague is not you. Everything is different. You cannot try to replicate success. You cannot even re replicate your own success many times because the algorithm is changing. A hundred percent. It's like looking at somebody who posts on Instagram, you know, all the food they ate in a day or in a week and you eating exactly how they did and expecting the same result. No two bodies are the same. No two peoples are the same. You can plug in the exact same, you know, variables as somebody else and you're going to get a different end result because you're different people. So that's why I think it's all about the internal, not the external. And that's how you really connect. Your, your expertise is in Instagram. So let's talk about Instagram is mainly a medium for visual. And now with the reels and carousels and all of other things. But people really don't give the importance that they need and that they deserve to the captions. Yes. And I think the captions are so important. And I think there also really has been a transition with Instagram from being this purely visual medium um, to really having an emphasis on kind of the, the longer captions, the more kind of heartfelt information and those deep dives that, um, that I think we all enjoy now. Because also, I mean, just from a, from a platform perspective, if you think about it, Instagram has kind of total saturation, right? Everyone's on Instagram. So they're- Oh my God. Yeah. And when this pandemic started- it was oversaturated. Yeah, 100%. So they're not as much trying to get new users as they are trying to get people to stay on the app longer. And so things like longer form captions, carousel posts, video, reels launching, that kind of thing, you know, they want people to be on the app longer. But aside from that, I think that as a function of, I think all of us starting to really appreciate more authentic, real content on Instagram, as opposed to just, you know, the perfect Photoshopped picture, people want to read those captions and really connect and get to know people. And so that's why I feel like we kind of do ourselves a disservice when we're not um, paying as close attention and putting as much of our kind of heart and work into the captions. Yeah, I, well, every, everyone knows that I believe in this ecosystem that everything needs to interconnect with everything, but also it's so important that the message is the same that you put in one place and the other. You cannot say, I like apples in one place and in the other one say, I hate apples because things need to make sense. And also you need to create somehow in your caption that not people want to stay. You need to create engagement. That's the thing that works the most in the algorithm. Yes. And I feel like engagement is really based off of, again, not the cut and paste copy from somebody else or the, you know, cookie cutter tips you found, um, you know, on an influencer's page, but really about speaking your truth. And I think people feel the energy and intention behind when you really, really show up and you know who you're speaking to and you speak in terms of their problems and their solutions. And I think that that's what keeps people on your content, keeps them engaging, you know, leads them to comment, leads them to send you a DM, leads to client conversion at the end of the day. Okay. So how do you grow your audience? You have the, the content you have the captions and now you say, okay, how can I reach a potential audience in Instagram? What can I do? 
So I'm actually not as big of a proponent of growth as far as, you know, follower account goes as the key metric for business success. Um, I know people who are literally making multi six figures and have less than 3000 followers on Instagram. I think that for me, I would say the emphasis really needs to be on putting out really quality content and really building an engaged community. Even if that's I'm exactly the same way, but you know, people, they want to have followers. So, I mean, and at some point when you start, it's important that people see you, but it's important to see you in the right places, not the following for following. I truly believe in following the real hashtags that made make sense. A hundred percent agree with you. I'd rather have, you know, a 10th of the followers, but have them, you know, hyper engaged and just like on the line right there with me. Um, And of course, there are some strategic tactical things you can do for growth. Um, Again, being really considerate about your hashtags, showing up consistency and using kind of a variety of Instagram's tools. For example, if you post on your feed, maybe you're hopping on your story that day, you know, within the hour and you're kind of pulling back the curtain and telling a little bit of a story around on that post and how you got there. Maybe you're doing an IG live, you're leveraging these different tools. Um, and I think that's helpful as well. Yeah. And people will, uh, also remember that there is such a thing as overload, that if you put 20 stories a day, they're going to get lost. So sometimes less is more. Yes. And when I say leveraging different tools, I think at the end of the day, my recommendation would always, always be quality over quantity. You know, you don't have to post seven days a week or two times a day in order to to reach people and share your message. You do need to show up with consistency, of course. But if that for you means starting out posting three days a week and doing stories five days a week, but having it be really intentional content that you put your heart into and spending time engaging around that content, I think that's the best place to start. Oh, I love that you say intention. That's one of my favorite words because things need to be intentional. In strategy, we do everything with an intention, but also we do everything with the conversion in mind. Absolutely. Every post that you make, every story needs to have an intention. If you don't know what you're intending to do, don't post. A hundred percent. And I think that that's a trap that people really get caught up in is they say, oh my gosh, I need to post. I need to post. I have nothing to post. I have nothing to post. And they just throw something up there. Or that's when they're looking at other accounts and kind of cobbling their caption together based on looking at somebody else, as opposed to being like, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to think back to that idea of what's my kind of macro messaging? What am I trying to do here? Who am I speaking to? What do they need? And also checking inwards with yourself and saying, you know, what's really resonating with you right now? How can you speak your truth about that? Yeah, and always go and refresh and Take a refresh course, I will say, on your own core values. A hundred percent. Sometimes we get lost of our values and we start going somewhere because we see that other people are doing it. And now you go back, take a, do a little soul search, find are still these my core values, and then move on with content. Because otherwise you're going to confuse your audience. 
It's so funny. I actually posted on Instagram literally this afternoon, just a few hours ago, kind of about this idea. And I was talking about how last week during the middle of the day, during the middle of the week, I went to the Met, to the museum one day. Uh Um, And people probably would say, oh my gosh, you're crazy. You're taking time in the middle of work day to go to the Met. But I felt like I needed that time to just unplug, to be inspired by what was around me. And that's what really opens me up to creativity and gets me in touch with myself. And then it's not just about doing, 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 going, 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 but really kind of having time for those creative downloads. And from there, you know, feeling into, you know, the content that you need to share. Well, uh, this is maybe a little insight how in my company we work at the DARL, uh, but when we have a client or with our clients, every once in a while, the whole team gets together, everyone involved in that with that client, and we all share what we see with that client that is happening, the perspective of that client, and knowing the core beliefs, because each one of us has an expertise, we see different things from different points of view. And then when all that is on the table, we can create a new strategy or reform, reformulate things because we also have the metrics to see what worked and what didn't work. Absolutely. So it's uh, always welcome for me those different points of view. The only point of view that I never gonna agree with, and I'm sure you're gonna agree, but let's clear the air <laughs> by, buying followers. Oh. A hundred percent, a hundred million percent agree with you. Yeah, that's a bad word. I mean, buying followers, buying likes, all of that. I feel like that's kind of an archaic Instagram relic now from when, you know, just follower growth was just everybody's main metric for success. And I think that was really before people realized that you can buy all the followers you want, but that doesn't mean they're going to buy your product or be your clients. There's no correlation between followers uh, and your conversion and your business success. Uh, they should, and also there is a ratio. Like you have this kind of followers, you need to have this kind of engagement. And some ratios, otherwise they don't make sense. And honestly, from the marketing point of view, are working for my clients, I prefer nano-influencers than macro-influencers. I prefer to go and work with a nano-influencer. They have a small niche and they are very loyal to their audience. That's someone who has so many followers, but they're not going to create conversions. Yeah, it's like like we were saying before, the riches are in the niches, right? Yeah, exactly. 100%. All it takes, I mean, for example, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you have a service-based business, you're looking to fill a group program, you're looking to fill a one-on-one coaching program, whatever it is. All it takes is 10 engaged people to fill your, to fill your practice, yeah. you know? It doesn't take 10,000 followers. Let me ask you a question because I have a lot of people who have conflicting opinions, emojis. Okay. So I'm a fan of emojis. I do like emojis. Um, I also have found them to be a bit of kind of an evolutionary essential in our day and age where so much is done over text and so much kind of warmth or or lack thereof, but just kind of personal inflection is lost. And so, you know, I could say, okay to you. And that could mean 16 different things. It could mean, you know, I love you or I hate you, but an emoji allows you to kind of um, 
put an emphasis on your tone, I guess. Um, and also Give your inflections. Yes, exactly. Your inflections. And also I find that the longer our captions get on Instagram, they provide an interesting way of putting punctuation and breaking up text a little bit. And I think that they can be used effectively. Okay. So let's go over everything. Yes to emojis. Mm-hmm. No to Vine followers. Never. Yes to a great content. Like yeah. I always say, content is king, but consistency is queen. And we know who runs a household. <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can put it in Instagram and tag me. Yep, you will always be tagged. Don't worry, I'm not going to pawn that off as my own. <laughs> it's on the record now. It's on the record. And... What else did we, I want us to put highlights here and maybe we should do a freebie that people can download from this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's do it together. Let's put it later together so people can get, have all these check boxes of what to do and what not to do. I love that. And it's all, you know, it all starts with you and knowing what you're trying to do and knowing who you're trying to serve and really making sure that comes from a place of, you know, your authentic passion and purpose. But there are some little strategic things you can do along the way to help too, such as Absolutely. this list we're creating. Yeah. Okay. Caroline, it was so great to have you. Thank you so, so much for being here. This was really fun. I can't believe how quickly this went by. Um, Literally, I feel like I could talk to you for another hour. And thank you just so much for having me here. My pleasure. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.